Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Hello. Where is that sexy beast? Are you talking about our wonderful guest? He'll be here in just a moment. But first, we're going to take care of some business shits as usual at the top of the show. Uh, first of all, if you're out there listening to this in audio form, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play, Spotify, anywhere out there, reminder, we record these live. Uh, we do a little editing after the fact, but for the most part, you're hearing the same thing that everyone else is experiencing live over at twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio. So if you're checking this out, and you found it through whatever means, and you're like, I want to see what these fuckers look like. Uh, yeah, just go over to uh, twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio. Or if you want to catch old episodes, we also put the videos up on youtube.com forward slash Jimmy Navio. We have a playlist with every episode of Hit the Bucket. This is episode number 33. So uh, we're, we're getting up there. We're going to have to do something special once we hit 50. Uh, another reminder, if you want to reach out to us for any reason whatsoever, if you want to be a guest, if you want to suggest a guest, or you got a silly video or a review, or you want to tell me to suck eggs, uh, you can hit us up at hitthebucketpodcast at gmail.com. That is the place to get a hold of us. I check it every day, and I cry because no one ever sends me any emails. But I do check it, so I promise you, if you send us a message. Oh, one more new announcement. Uh, I've been asking you guys, there's lots of sites out there where you can review podcasts, and they, like, aggregate podcasts. You can also review it on, like, Google Podcasts. If you... Google hit the bucket podcast and you find us on one of those sites or if you you know find us on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever and you write a review and send me a link to that review or take a screenshot of your review and uh, we're gonna have James read it whether it's good or bad we want to <laughs> we want to see you guys write some reviews tell us what you think of the podcast submit it to us through our email address at hit the bucket podcast at gmail.com and we'll we'll read it. We'll read your uh, we'll read your reviews live on the podcast. So I thought that would be something fun we could do since we don't get a ton of jumbotron Jane submissions submissions lately. That might be another fun way that we can get to hear James's sexy voice a little more often. So if you want to do that, you can. We'll read them. It'll be fun. And that's all the business shits. Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on. My trusty co-host, James28, and our special, special guest, whom most of you are here to see this evening, Mr. Ogre Maggie. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's Ogre Magi. What? It was origami. Origami, exactly. No, no, no it's not. No. no. Welcome, Ogre origami. How are or you? If it helps, you can just call me Ogre. Most, most everyone just calls me Ogre. That's fine, too. Hi, Maggie. How are you doing tonight? Um, <laughs> Lady Navio in Twitch chat asked, will you read who the review is from? Only if you want us to. When you email us the review, if you say, hey, I I want this to be anonymous or hey, you know, shout out, let the people know who it is. Like if, if you don't want us to shout you out or call you out, we won't. Let us know in the email and we'll, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ogre Magi, you showed up on my radar uh partially due to uh 
the ever diligent that bishop girl who's always trying to find us guests and who is active in both my community and the uh clever nation community so why don't we touch on that first how are you involved with uh for those who don't know clever nation is a twitch team they're a whole community of people that was originally like set up by mr chris clever who was previously been on the podcast we've had a couple guests uh we've had merlin temple we've had we've had a few people from clever nation everyone from that team that comes on the podcast has always been an amazing guest you guys have an awesome community so why don't you describe how you're involved with uh, clever nation so I I came in a little little later than a lot of the folks that are involved with the community. Um, however, I knew a, a good portion of them previous to the actual formation of the community. Uh, and, and since then, now as of now, just recently, I was asked to be a community manager. So that that is my current role within the community as a community manager, just helping to kind of speak out and and steer people towards it. Nice. So do you, um, as community manager, do you have specific tasks? Are there things that you're, you're responsible for, or is it more just like make this shit work? Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's kind of just make this shit work. Uh, try to not let it burn to the ground. No, no, no. I, I don't have any specific job duties more than just try to help people, uh, answer questions if they have questions and, and guide them towards, towards solutions. If I can't provide them myself. Uh, which was something I was already kind of doing in the community anyway. And I think that's a big part of why, why uh, the other community managers like the lovely RKO and Bodoc. Uh, <laughs> According to the community, you're also responsible for wiping Chris's butt and keeping I it mean, moist. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you got to do what you got to do. Comes with being the low man on the scrotum pole. You know? <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Um, so how this is a common, well, there's a couple questions. I, especially when we interview people who I met primarily through Twitch, um, how did you find Twitch? Everyone has an interesting story on where, where, you know, was it a streamer? Was it a moment in your life where you're just like sitting <sighs> around or was there like a lot of people like for me personally, Twitch kind of saved me at a time when I was going through some hard shit. So I, I love hearing people's stories about Twitch and how they found it and how they got involved. And Mine's weird. Mine's weird. Um, I actually discovered Twitch vicariously through my wife, um, who at the time was getting into a little game called Stardew Valley. Um, mm. And yeah, quite small. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, but it's got a lot of nuance in the game that she was struggling with. So she started looking for resources to to help her figure out how to get unstuck and move forward. Right. Uh, and of course, that ended up leading her to Twitch and people live streaming it. Um, so I kind of over the shoulder watched her looking at these live streams and, and had seen some stuff from YouTube in the past and was just like, ah, cool, it's a live video, whatever. Um, then I started playing a game called uh, TerraTech, which is an indie game that they have a really cool feature within their game that they actually show broadcasters through the game app. Mm. So as you're playing, it'll pop up in the corner and be like, hey, so-and-so is live on Twitch right now. You should go check them out. Um, and I met a wonderful man named JB uh, who who really kind of enveloped me into Twitch. Uh, I went from being just an avid watcher to being one of his moderators and led me right to the door of being a streamer. 
Uh, I, I owe pretty much everything I know about Twitch to that dude. Uh, love his face. Love his face. Nice. So did he kind of help you get into becoming a streamer to like... <laughs> Yeah. Did he kind of, what was it would you say it was a more of a push or a pull or like were, did you express interest and then he was like this is how you do it or was he like hey motherfucker you need to stream that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, as his moderator, uh, I would actually hang out in a voice chat with him during his live streams. That way if something happened at the time this was before low latency. Okay. So we would utilize that 10 to 15 second delay to just be like hey problems fix them. Uh, or I could hear those verbal cues from him to fix stuff before it actually, you know, showed up live on the stream. Right. Um, and it was fantastic until he needed to go on break because mm-hmm. invariably when he would go to break, it was okay, Ogre, the show is yours. Go. Bye. Uh, <laughs> and he would walk away from the stream. Uh, what do I do? So, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely was not just jb that that pushed me to it but that was a major major influence for sure kind of just three in the deep end yeah absolutely nice yeah i we uh one of the other guests we've had on the show uh he used to go by ring of favor he's now favor 14 he uh he would always joke that like because he's worked in entertainment and he would always joke that like it it blows his mind that twitch doesn't have a dump button because for anyone who's worked in entertainment, there's always a delay. Every live show has like a, a five second delay on it. And they actually have a button that will just straight up cut the feed, whether it's audio or video or both. And it's called a dump. And so like anytime something happens, they always have a couple seconds to be like, boop, and just dump it, whether it's an F-bomb or, you know, whatever. And he's like, man, Twitch needs a dump button. There needs to be like, you know... A way where you can just like drop whatever, just cut it for you know that those two seconds when like oh don't let that go live. I wonder if there's a way you could engineer that though, because you can do artificial delays and stuff. So. Yeah, you can. Hmm. And then when you exit OBS, they even ask you, it's like, oh, do you want to play like the rest of the rest of the footage that's already sent, but you have a delay? So it's like, what if you just like got rid of that part, just ended it immediately? Yeah. Or just yeah. So yeah, uh, Twitch. If you're if you're listening, you need a. We need to implement a dump bucket. Uh, a dump dunk button. I said bucket. Well, it is hit the bucket, so I guess it's appropriate. The dump bucket. The dump bucket. <laughs> that has a different connotation where I come from, guys. I don't, I don't know about you. Hit the dump bucket. <laughs> yes, I love it. That's perfect. So, um, so you started streaming. Uh, how long have you been streaming? Uh, I am just over a year and a half now. Um, I started streaming September, no, late or mid July, 2017, uh, playing Stardew Valley, ironically. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly because I was literally streaming off of a $400 laptop I picked up at an office supply store. Sure. And that was the only thing that I could run alongside OBS and it not just crap out on me. Dude, I think indie games are a great way for people who are interested in like trying it out because most of them, they're like, there's a lot of really good indie games that are generally low on like resource consumption that you can just play and people will watch. Mm-hmm. I, indie, indie games, I, I play prime until recently and we'll get into the whole Apex Legends thing, but. Until very recently, I play mostly 
indie games. Like if you go look through my catalog of my past streams, it's I I, I love indie games. I don't play a lot of AAA titles. Jimmy is a big fan of his Metroidvanias and roguelikes. Oh mm. yeah. I struggle in that vein. I, I like it, and I love the concept of Metroidvania, but and roguelikes for that matter. But man, I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they they do take a certain amount of uh, endurance. Dying dying a lot. I think it takes a certain type of person to be okay just dying constantly. Some yeah, people get because you have to be okay with it. That's right. how you get better. Yeah, exactly. Like there's people, I think that's part of the reason, again, we'll talk about Apex Legends more later, but I think that's part of the reason, like it's very polarizing because like people who jump into that game and they just die, 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 die. For me, it's like, okay, I died, but I learned something. I died, I'm getting better. I died, I'm getting better. Like, yeah, Dead Cells, good example. The first like 10 times you you queue up and you pop out a new character and you die on the first floor. Like some people just like, fuck this and they close it. And I'm like, okay, like, but i love that though because it's all part of the like the learning experience it's called failing upwards i learned that from self-help books wow wow that's deep right there hashtag deep um so your name where does that come from is that a dota dota reference oh my god i knew i knew it always happens why (laughs) um okay so origami chess reference is what you mean jimmy Okay, so my name predates Dota, for starters. Uh, It actually is a combination of my actual real-life nickname, which is, in fact, Ogre. Uh, I've had that nickname since, God, I was 13. Uh, and I used it. I used it everywhere online because I, you know, I'm one of those old ass motherfuckers that's been around since the dawn of the internet. Um, so that, that was literally my online handle was Ogre. But surprisingly, four characters started not being enough characters for usernames. So I had to append and add more to it. And I tried various schemes of, of numbers and yeah, but I was actually playing Warcraft, Warcraft 2 at the time. And one of my favorite horde units was the Ogre Magi. So I ended up going, you know, let's try this one out. Let's see if this one's saturated. And it wasn't. So there you go. I've just stuck with the name since. So you're an uh, you're an Ogre Magi hipster. You were you were Ogre Magi before it was cool. Yeah, before Dota, yeah. <laughs> before League of Legends, yeah, awesome World of Warcraft, yeah. So, let me go to my questions here. I had to, I had a couple things. So, I know you said you didn't want to talk about work too much, but I can relate to you, and I want to ask you. You said you work in a full time call center. Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of call center? Because I so the reason I ask is because I worked for State Farm Insurance for like three years as I was in auto claims, gotcha. and, and I hated every day of it. I literally and I was the guy that answered. You called right after you got in an accident, and I had to tell you you had a thousand dollar deductible. So I, I dealt with angry people literally all day long. 
So right. I, I'm hoping to commiserate with you a little bit <laughs> in the fact that you also work in a call center or have worked in a call center. Well, I can commiserate because in my previous employment, I worked as an inbound call tech support rep for Comcast. Ew. So I know all about taking <laughs> angry phone calls, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, in my current role, it's a little different. I actually... Uh, uh, just for lack of a better way to put it safely, I do work with inbound customer calls. Okay. Um, and yes, sometimes they're angry, but this particular role is extremely unique compared to the other call center environments I've seen. Yeah. Um, in that it's also very rewarding. So, you know, for every angry customer call I get, I get another customer call that literally is just calling to say, thank you. I hope you have a great day. Bye. Oh, that's, and that's literally the bulk of that is their call. That's so wholesome. And, and it's it's rewarding. It, it's still frustrating. Mind you, it's a call center. So, you know, you, you get it all. You get it all. You get right. I can't scratch my butt without a pick. <laughs> and, and then, you know, at the same stroke, though, here, I sometimes actually get a lot of gratitude back. So it feels good. I mean, congrats on uh, surviving Comcast, though. It, sound, <laughs> it sounds like you've upgraded because, I, I mean... I, the fact that you made it through being a Comcast call center worker and you did not commit Sudoku, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Two and a half years of my life, I will never get back. <laughs> taking the feet calls, to like, through, my whiffy's broke. Um, oof. And Ooh, by I'm, the way, for everyone who's about to email me and tell me it's Sapuku and not Sudoku, I know it's a fucking joke. I don't know how every time I say I make that joke, I get at least one person who's like, uh, it's not Sudoku. I know. Please <laughs> spare me your emails. <laughs> I got to say, it, it is really difficult to ignore this chat. I keep looking over at it and wanting to react yeah. and it's like... Mm. You can, I mean, it's okay to mention the chat. Just, you know, maybe mention that it's it's Twitch chat live so people out there listening know uh, what you're, who you're talking to and why. I'm, I'm, tra- I'm trying to be good. Stay focused. No, no, no. It's fine. We want to interact with chat. It's just mostly for our listeners out there who, for whatever reason, are not watching this live. Shame on you. Uh, when we when we randomly respond to people in chat, sometimes it it, it ends up being confusing on the audio recording. So, <laughs> distract the ogre. Oh, now they've made it their mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave, leave it to Genesis. Leave By the to- way, um, I do want to want to uh, recognize that Christopher Clever, your uh, your fearless leader, he did show up. So you know. We, I feel like we don't, we talk about him enough that he, you know, he finally showed his face during a podcast. He's like, oh, I'm not on the podcast. I got shit to do. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's got people <laughs> that wipe his ass for him. So <laughs> no, we're going to have him back soon. Maybe we'll have him back for the 50th episode or something. Since we keep stealing his members to be on our podcast. So you're a so you you do the call center thing full time and then uh, so you stream part time or you, you mostly stream in the evenings or yeah. no well don't you extremely you, late evenings you don't you oh. work in the evenings though mm-hmm. yeah yeah I usually go live around midnight Eastern or nine p.m. Pacific if you prefer um, so yeah I stream super late I'll, I only go like five nights a week and they're only mostly three hour streams so I, I squeeze it in where I can. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. That's solid. And uh, one other thing I noticed on your list here, it said charity event organizer. Mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of charity events? Um, well, you know, there there might be this one charity that I'm a big fan of that I just might be wearing their coat, their jacket here. Uh, but yes, yeah. Show, stack show us. What is it? Plug it. Plug it. Stackup.org, guys. They're a military charity. They benefit not just active duty soldiers, but also veteran soldiers globally, which is often misrepresented. Uh, It's not just U.S. It's a global charity. Um, In fact, one of their staff members told me when I interviewed him, uh, if you're not shooting bullets at us, we might send you video games. And that and that's literally what they do is they pack up crates nice. full of video game equipment and send them to, to units overseas, uh, or they'll send them to families that have gone home for family readiness kind of stuff. Um, they've I've, they've done programs where they hook up a soldier that's deployed and a family member back home with access to a game that they can play together, mm. so that you can stay connected to your family. That's really home. cool. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a, an air assaults program where they'll pick up veterans, deserving vets, and fly them to geek culture stuff like Comic-Con or TwitchCon or PAX. Mm. Um, in fact, they had a huge presence apparently at PAX South. And somebody was telling me, my God, there were so many stack-up people there. And I had to break it to them. It's like, no, there's probably only four or five stack-up people. Everybody else wearing those shirts were veterans there receiving benefits. Um but yeah, they're really cool. And, and just most recently, they've added in the uh, Stack Up Overwatch program, which is for crisis management. So they, they have staff on hand on their Discord 24-7. And then if a veteran or not even a veteran, if anybody has a crisis situation, you can go on there and somebody will be there who's trained and ready to help you. And hmm. it's all anonymous, as anonymous as Discord allows you to be. Sure. That's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's great charity. I, yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I, I yeah, I had never even heard of them. I think I you mentioned they were at TwitchCon, right? Mm, probably. I, th- I don't know that for sure. There was a whole like aisle of nonprofit stuff, and I think I do remember that 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 logo looks really familiar. So you'd have seen a lot of red. Okay, like, yeah. Either thing they do is red. Either they had a booth, or I saw people walking around with that shirt or that logo because it it does the, the at least the logo looks familiar to me. So very cool. Um. So yeah, it's, it was stackup.org. Stackup. Stackup.org. Exactly. Cool. Yep. And as an, an organizer. I'm actually setting up a charity event through Clever Nation for May. I've, I've started getting things ready and seeing who's interested in getting involved and gathering resources. So we're hoping to have a big charity blowout in May for them. Awesome. So if people are interested in getting involved and in helping you with that charity, they can reach out to you, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, what's your What's your Twitter handle? Uh, what What's a Twitter? Oh, uh, so you don't Twitter. use Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I I have one. I use. It I mean, what, whatever whatever your most commonly used uh, source of should people email you? What's the best way if someone gets your AOL screen? If someone wants to get a hold of you to get involved with your charity, it, the best way would probably be Discord. To be honest, okay. Uh, O-G-R-E hashtag 006 or 0066 would be the best way. Uh, I do Twitter. It's at OGR3. Uh, feel free. I, I think I still have it set up for email alerts if I get dinged specifically or, or direct messaged. Okay. 
So I'm just, you know, I'm so bad at social media. I just say <laughs> Facebook profile. That's how frustrated I got with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Discord is probably the best way to try to reach me, though. Okay. Cool. Now, one more one more note on that. You you mentioned disabled vets, uh, and recently there there's been a lot of talk because I mean I've known about it for a while, but there was a Super Bowl commercial about it, so everyone's talking about it. Have you seen much? Uh, what do you think of the the Microsoft? They came out with that whole accessible uh, controller, and they they're doing their, their big media push now with like Super Bowl commercials and all that stuff. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's another charity out there that I'm a big fan of called Special Effect. Uh, and that's literally what they do is they put interactive interactive devices in the hands of, of children that can't interact with a regular controller. Um, so, yeah, that thing has been a big push for them. Uh, but they'll go all out. Like one of the neatest things I saw Special Effect do was they actually created an interactive system that tracks the eyes that allowed a small kid with no control of his arms to play Minecraft with his eyes, mm. with his eyes. That's Just crazy. With look tracking. And it's actually it's, insane. It's really cool. It's really cool. And I think that that controller, that is going to make things a lot easier for folks like that. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Well, yeah, now I'm jealous. I want to play Minecraft with my eyes. That's awesome. Well, you know, it was no elite speed run access. I know. I just, <laughs> so, you know, that, I think that's really the point is that he could actually. No, play that's amazing. Yeah. Brand. It makes it so. more accessible to more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very Absolutely. cool. Um, Paper crafter. I, I'm just going on this list because there's so many little interesting things you noted here. Now, are you talking like, like four foot tall like takes three months to build connecting pieces together or are you talking not about not yet not yet okay Ooh, i've seen some yet. crazy paper craft mm-hmm. yeah yeah that that stuff intrigues me but it's seriously intimidating because when you're talking about those really big models it literally takes just a couple of small errors and your whole model is now slewed to the left at the top so it, it's really intimidating to tackle the big ones um but small models like this breath of the wild link here that i made wow uh, are super super fun that's impressive fun. as fuck <laughs> yeah, like as and, you pulled it out i couldn't even tell it was paper yeah and i made this at work did you, so question did you follow like some outline or blueprint or is that just 100 percent you're like no 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 that one in particular i found uh, a model online that somebody had already made a print sheet for so mm-hmm. literally all i had to do was print it off cut out the pieces and puzzle them together uh which is the part i really like is the actually figuring out how they all go together right but i do have software that i can load basically any 3d model i want into it and it will convert it into a flat 2d that I can shovel the pieces around and fit them onto paper and print them and make whatever I want. That's uh, pretty cool. Someone in, someone in chat in Twitch chat just said papercraft stream. So they it, keep. <laughs> I, I've heard this a lot. I've heard this a lot. Um, maybe when I pick up a second camera. <laughs> so well, and that reminded me. As far as your stream goes, I popped in the other day and you were doing. I think it was Zelda speed runs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Link so, to the past. so you're a speedrunner. Is is this is this something uh, new or is this something you're just getting into or 
so I've, I've been a Zelda fanboy for a long time. I mean, obviously, I made a paper craft of Breath of the Wild Link. Um, and for the record, real quick, Link, uh, Link to the Past is the best Zelda game of all time. So I'm just going to put that out there. You, you just earned so many points. <laughs> uh, yes, Jim you are not good at talking sweet, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it was. I, I was at that point. I was at the most impressionable, like quintessential age when that like the snes a link to the past i watched my dad play through it and then i played through it myself like it, it was just like that was a, the perfect zelda experience i love ocarina of time don't get me wrong but for me personally link to the past just has a very special place in my heart so yes yes see for me it, it was link, uh, link to the past or uh, legend of zelda the first one on nintendo and, and even zelda 2 they were both great games but I was at that age where, like, those were pretty hardcore games. Right. Like, you know, you had to, you kind of had to be hardcore to get through and beat those games without a detailed walkthrough. But three kind of opened it up and made it, you know, E for everyone. Um, anybody can play that game. And yeah, I dove right in. I got my hands on that cart. I slapped it in and I literally did not put my controller down until I had dropped Ganon 36 hours later. Wow. Uh, because, you know, no internet, no walkthrough. <laughs> I just hammer my face against it till I got through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, didn't sleep. <laughs> just flat out didn't sleep. Kept playing. Um, yeah, but I mean, no walkthroughs, but you could write a letter to Nintendo Power and they might respond a few weeks later and tell you how to beat that part that you're stuck mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call the hotline. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, the hotlines. Oh. But no, I wouldn't call myself a speed runner. Uh, that's why even when I'm playing, you know, randomizer and I'm looking at my time at the end of the run, you know, I don't have that quintessential clock ticking away on the stream that's recording my out of game time and all of that maybe one day but right now it's fun it's a game that i i loved as a child that i'm very familiar with uh and i'm actually doing randomizer to keep it fresh Mm -hmm. so you know all of the chest contents have been shuffled throughout the game oh that's interesting that that's what keeps it fresh for me it's i'm not just playing the vanilla game yeah so Mm -hmm. and last run i was actually doing co-op where my buddy Credence 12, who streams here on Twitch as well, he had his running on his machine and I had mine running on my machine. And through a Lua script, the two pieces of software were communicating with each other. So we were actually sharing our item pool. So I find a bow, he gets access to the bow. He that's finds cool. a bottle, I get a bottle. So do you uh, use a, I'm, I'm guessing you, that's some type of custom emulated yeah. version of the game? has to be mm-hmm. for that yeah yeah that's insane that sounds like a lot of fun i'd be interested in trying something like that mm-hmm. no the reason if you're serious though we can talk man yeah let's we- do it i'm down heck yeah i'd be all about it uh if you can keep up with me uh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember where ever I, I remember that game like beginning to end front to back so you you won't remember it when all the items are random that you have a good point there that's remembering it literally and then being able to figure out the logic of having everything be in a new unknown location there's like there is a certain logic path like it's it's really evolved since they started making randomizer so you're not going to find yourself at a point to where oh it's unplayable there's an item locked behind a door i can't open um so there is a logic that that flows you through the game uh but it's still knowing that logic and just being able to go oh well i got this which means i can go there 
So that has to be there. Let me go there and get it. It's it's a skill. It's yeah. a skill, and I'm not terribly good at it, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm learning. I'm learning. No, that that sounds really cool. I would I would definitely be interested in checking that out. Um, no, the the reason I brought up speedrunning is that, and and people mentioned that they want you to stream your paper crafting. I think we combine the two, and we do some speed some paper craft speed runs. <laughs> Going for my personal best, guys. Yeah. Holding this Breath of the Wild link. We gotta, we gotta, now. we get, this is a whole category no one's ever even touched, man. Wow, gotta, that demo looks great, like, but the Mewtwo. <laughs> no glitch, 100%. All achievements unlocked. Like, let's make some paper, bitches. Uh, that could be interesting, but I think your finished products are going to look pretty whack. You'll be at the next games done quick. They'll be they'll be sitting on the couch playing the game, and you're off in the corner just like frantically folding paper, like <laughs> with a little with a little like I, I don't I don't want like we can't do a digital timer because it's paper. It's it's like it's very tactile. You have to have a a, a sand uh, hourglass on the table. Oh yeah, Choo! absolutely. Got to get it in under the. I, I'm, you're sitting on a gold mine. This is uh, no one's done this before. You're welcome. <laughs> Hottest new content on Twitch. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, paper cuts! I didn't even think about that. You moved too fast. <laughs> after after two speed runs, his fingers are just covered in band aids. <laughs> He's like, I need a break, guys. Oh God, I'm out. Uh, where's uh, the, the liquid skin? The where's the guys? liquid skin? Yeah, he has an assistant off to the side with the liquid skin on hand, just like hit me. <laughs> Perfect, I love it. This we're we're gonna create a new sport. It's 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 speed paper crafting. Wow. Speaking wow. of cuts on hands, look at my cat did to me. Look at this. Ooh. Oh dang! What That's did you do gnarly. to your cat? I, I tried. I tried to. <laughs> I tried to I, all I wanted to do was to have her come Person. inside. I was just trying to get her inside, and she destroyed my palm. It's right on my – that's my mouse in hand, too. It's like – Jimmy, cats <laughs> are like women. Okay? Uh-oh. They, they do what they want to do. Okay. Uh, you, try, you try to steer that cat towards something, you can suggest it. That's fine. But don't push. You don't push. You don't push. I think yeah, that maybe that was my mistake. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if it's like my cat. Know. He wants to go out. Cool. If it's pouring down rain – I I keep the door open and I'm like, are you sure, Buddha? Are you sure? And then he'll trounce down the porch. It's like, okay. And I just close the door and I let him stay out. Well, see, we have a cat with Sammy cat who's lived with us for a while. He's got a collar. He's used to the area. He goes in and out as he pleases. We just got another cat uh, named Cora and we're, we're slowly letting her out a little bit, but we're, we, we need to, we've been honestly really bad about getting her a collar. So, like, my concern is she gets out and, like, doesn't know the area and runs off and she doesn't have a collar. So, that I was trying to get her back inside and she destroyed me. So, mm-hmm. that, it's, my, it's my own mistake. I, I feel bad that I had to be rough with her, but she taught me a lesson. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ogre Magi... I want to ask you some of our fun quickfire questions. Oh, before I do, one other thing. You mentioned that you're a father. Mm, I am. I am indeed. How many little little ones you got running around? Just one. Just, just one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I said that like I was disappointed. I'm like, just one. Come on, dude. Just one. <laughs> How could you have just one? It's because he used to be Mormon. 
<laughs> That's true. I did used to be Mormon. I'm like, you don't got seven? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, no, I uh, mostly I get disappointed when good people don't have more kids because I'm a firm believer that idiocracy is our future. And I'm very concerned that a lot of idiots are having kids. <laughs> I share the sentiment. <laughs> but, you know, I also believe in overpopulation being a thing so it's like mm, there's like this conflict this battle that wages within like mm, i'm smart should i make more smart babies but mm, it's it's tough it's tough to fake the right side there mm-hmm. true kids are expensive mm-hmm. they are indeed they are indeed ah uh, yes so i had you- the one the me and the wife agreed we just wanted the one because we're both single children, we're, we're you know ourselves. Neither of us have siblings, uh, so we had our kid, and we were like, you know what, we're done. What is that symbol? Did they cut your dick off? What, like, don't need that anymore. I guess Jesus. it's like I had my kid. I'm done. Well, let's just get rid of this thing. That, no, that, I, I, that, that I did nick all the way night, though, to That's... make sure there wouldn't be a surprise kid. <laughs> Got the old snip snip. Yep, I did. Uh, that Absolutely. reminds me of that uh, that office. Uh... <laughs> Never mind, we won't go into it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so how old? It, 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 let's get the details. Is it a is it a he she a zimzer zay? How old? Like where are we? My little girl is eleven. Eleven? Is she a super nerd? She's getting there. She's getting there right now. She's really heavy on the YouTubes, uh, which is kind of terrifying in its own right. Um, but she really likes it. In fact, that was one of the factors that pushed me into streaming is that she was convinced that she was going to be a YouTuber. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll start up a stream, you know, and, and we'll show you what it's like to record some video and do some editing and we'll see if you still want to be a YouTuber. And that lasted mm, three days. Um, <laughs> she's like, actually have this to do work. work. <laughs> You're like, oh, like, oh, okay. So this isn't just like fun. I mean, not There's that it's not fun, fun, but it's work. Mm-hmm. You mean I don't just like make videos and get famous? There's actually, <laughs> yeah. like hard work and dedication behind it. J- James, how many hours does it take you to edit one of your YouTube videos? Uh, depends how long it is, and if it's. 10 minutes, probably four hours. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. Yep. Not as easy as it looks, people. No, that's cool, though. A- at least you're, like, letting her learn that for herself. I think that's cool that you're like, cool, you want to do this? Well, let's go down that road and see how far down that road we get. Yeah. She lasted three days. I'm at, oh, about 20 months now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Does she know? Do, like, does she understand what streaming is? Does she know you stream? Does she? Oh yeah, she's she's bombed in on a couple of my streams before. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one of the one of the most fun streams that I've had was uh, the the wonderful Priddle, who is a friend that's overseas, uh, sent us the gift of a Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. uh, and not only did he send us the gift, but I was able to go live have my munchkin sit down in my chair with the box and she got to live stream opening the box and finding the switch. And Oh, did uh, she not know what was in the box? No. Nice. No, no idea. That's she awesome. Just the box. A gift coming and then she got to open the box. 
So there was definitely that moment, just like you see sometimes on Christmas videos. You know, the box came open. Nintendo 64! Yes! <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, right. Yep. And as Bishop brought up during uh, my November Stack Up charity stream, there was, in fact, a makeover where she and my wife got to apply a makeover to my face, which sucked, full disclosure. <laughs> I'm sure you looked beautiful. And I'm sure someone in chat will post links to pictures so I can look at them later. The clips are out there. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need clip links so we can show them during the podcast. That'd be even better. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you asked for it. I guarantee you these folks are going to go get them. So my chat is all about everything that's happening right now, so I can only see half of my screen. Um, James, do you have our quick fire questions up? I do. I do have them up. Do you want to fire off one of your favorites? Of course. All right, Ogre. What's your favorite word? My favorite word, at least since I've started streaming, for sure, is moist. <laughs> that, that's so I, I diametrically oppose Chris in that. Yeah. That's Chris's least favorite word? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's stay moist. Then I, I'm guessing Chris won't ever let tropical moisture join uh, <laughs> Clever Nation. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> oh, who, who, by the way, is also a paper crafter. You and uh, Tropical Moisture. If you don't know who she is, she's been on our podcast. Uh, she did the org or what is it? The paper crane challenge where you make like uh, you make like five a thousand of them, and then you get to like make a wish or something. Is it really interesting? But yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's cool. So moist, that's a good one. So if we're playing good cop, bad cop, since James asked you what your uh, favorite word is, I'm going to ask you what your favorite curse word is. Oh, wow. Well, that's very easily fuck. Um, I mean, it's a no-brainer, and I'm sure it's one that's been mentioned on this question before. Uh, but anybody from me, oh, my God, here come those clips you asked for. <laughs> um, anybody that's been around my stream knows that that's easily my favorite curse word. I use it for literally everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, now, the follow-up that we like to ask people, what about other than the sinful seven, the typical cuss words, is there a uh, a phrase or a naughty, just something that makes you laugh? Uh, examples we've had in the past are like douche canoe, or uh, or turd burglar or things of that nature. Is there any anything along those lines that just that you enjoy and 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 puts a smile on your face? The one I always add uh, grew up with wasn't douche canoe, but for for my age, it was douche nozzle. Yes, mm. uh, okay. that, that's yeah, that's, that's one that slips out occasionally. <laughs> douche seems to be a, a solid like co- combiner. You can put it with almost anything we've discovered. You could just like douche phone or douche key or douche straw. Like it, it doesn't matter what it is. It just works. <laughs> it's, it's the base word. You just tack on whatever you need right at the end. So we might have to have a clip-a-thon. They just posted a lot of clips just now. We might be learning a lot about you. I told you, man, ask and you shall receive. <laughs> um, there's a lot of them. Shady Hubba said none of those worked. Hey, you know what? This is my podcast. You can suck a butt. Uh, James, you got a question? Yeah. So, fledgling speedrunner, paper crafter, 
father and charity streamer, what's something you aren't very good at? Gaming. Disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> and and something that we've talked about many times uh, is that, you know, if you're coming to Ogre Magi stream to see pro level gameplay, there's your first mistake. You've already screwed up. Uh, because I'm going to be basically demonstrating how not to play video games. Um, no, no, and that, that I, okay, I exaggerate. I'm okay at video games, but probably the thing that if I were to say, hey, I am really bad at this, it's remembering things. Um, I don't know if it's some kind of chemical imbalance or uh, if it's just firmly ingrained selective memory. Uh, I don't know. There, there's a problem I have with remembering virtually anything. And it seems like the less fun the activity is, the more prone I am to forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why my wife is convinced it's just some form of self-induced selective memory. Because uh, mm-hmm. I can leave myself like post-it notes and, and still I'll look at the post-it note and be like, why did I write that? Mm, okay, cool. Throw it away. <laughs> All right. I I I feel like I might share a little bit of that one because if there are things that I remember that are are freakish, I, I remember stuff that most people should not remember because to yes. me it's important. Yes, um, but then the most common shit, I I struggle. I have to remind myself. I have to like send myself reminders on my phone. I have to like. <laughs> Just like the most basic things that I'll forget. It, it's, it's, it's no best. Do laundry if you want to wear clean clothes tomorrow. <laughs> nah, that's Fuck, optional. I forgot to do laundry. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But, but, you know, I've mentioned this before. I could tell you like the code for a game on regular Nintendo for invincibility called Astyanax. Up, 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 down, left, right, up. The code for skipping levels on Ninja Turtles 2 for the regular Nintendo is B-A-B-A, up, down, B-A, left, right, B-A, start. I could, I could tell you every code, wow. every cheat code for every video game I've played my entire life, I have it memorized. And I can't, I, I, I'll forget how to say your name by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had that <laughs> yes. memory. Totally can that. I'll just remember things people tell me and then it'll, it'll come up in like weird, in weird situations. I'll be like, Oh yeah. I remember your sister had that weird thing with her leg three years ago. And they're like, why do you know that? (laughs) Two years ago. What? You don't remember telling me this? Wow. Wow. You would get along with my wife in that regard, James. That's for sure. Cause she's like that. She has what she refers to as her Rolodex. Where it doesn't matter what it is, how far back it was, every spoken word she hears gets filed, hard coded into her memory, and she can just recall that at a drop of a dime, and it it's crazy. Mm-hmm. See, but it, for me, it only works with people. It'd be swell if that worked when I'm doing my tax homework. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like, what's the corporate tax rate? I don't know. I guess I got to check again. Yeah. Uh, we have people in in chat dropping doom codes <laughs> that they have memorized. My the, oh. my favorite my favorite uh, code for a game, I think it was Warcraft two. So Ogre Magi, you, maybe you can confirm. It may have been Starcraft. It might have been Warcraft two, but the one to get tons of resources was glittering prizes. Glittering, glittering gold. 
I thought glittering it was prizes. I think it's glittering prizes. You can Google it and confirm, but I'm pretty sure from yeah. memory right now, I'm pretty sure glittering prizes is uh is the you you typed it in the little chat, you'd hit enter, you type glittering prizes and press enter again. And that would give you like just like maxed resources so you can sure enough. Sure Woo! enough, Warcraft 2 confirmed. Gives you ten thousand gold, five thousand lumber, five thousand oil. Yep, that was straight off the dome. Wow, GG. <laughs> the trick, though, is that that gives it to not just you, but also to your opponent. Well, yeah, but when you're playing the computer, who gives a shit? Because uh, <laughs> I'm smarter. Um, <laughs> then why did you need the cheats? Because <clears throat> it's just faster. Rosebud, yes. Okay, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of typing codes but yes, we could talk about that all night. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Like, what's a sound or noise that just like reminds you of your childhood or like a moment in time or just like modem handshaking? Oh, there it is. <laughs> James mentioned that one a few weeks ago. The the fifty six k modem mm-hmm. login. Go back. <laughs> go back going for i first modem you actually physically put the phone receiver on top of the modem the 9600 bod yeah boy yeah I, I always thought it was funny that they felt the need to continue to play that sound even when it wasn't necessary anymore like when you'd use aol and they would play the noise through the speakers and it's like you, I mean, I know that there's communication going on, but you really don't have to play it out loud anymore. Like you can just do the handshake, but I guess hey. they felt the need to. I it's get like, it. If it's not making the sound, is it really doing the handshake? And that's, that's really what it is. <laughs> right. That's really what it is. It's like, I still meet people today that use AOL. They don't, they, I'm going to get on the AOL, not the internet, <laughs> the AOL. And and it doesn't matter that they're hooked up to an Ethernet connection that's always live. They're not on the Internet until they've opened AOL. <laughs> um, mind you, I live in East Tennessee, and it's pretty backwaters here. Uh, but, my God, I still meet people that are in that mindset like AOL is the Internet. Uh, it is, it, it's mind-boggling at times. Uh. Yeah, that's... I am. It's. I remember those days. I remember Net Zero, where like it was free, but there was like this ad that would just sit on your desktop the whole time. There was all kinds of crazy gimmicks back then, and then there was like pay by the minute versus like unlimited versus pay by the megabyte. Like there were so many pricing schemes and those free AOL discs, Mm -hmm. and and that noise brings all of those memories back. The, the screaming at your mother because she picked up the phone. Oh, dude. So get this. Before- Mom, I'm on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Before I knew how networking worked, like this is how bad I was. My Me and my friend Mike, we wanted to play StarCraft together. And we didn't realize that you could just get like a network hub and just like, you know, Ethernet connect to each other. Like mm-hmm. – my parents had two phone lines and we would tie up both of them. We would have one computer call the other computer so that we could play each other multiplayer on StarCraft because we had no idea what the fuck networking was. 
That's fantastic. If it works, it works. (laughs) And so, yeah, if you get a phone call or someone picks up the phone, like three-fourths of the way through our match, right when I'm about to, like, push in on his base, like, nope, game's over. You got to start over. somebody's like, hey, here's a flip cable. Yep. I'm sorry, a what cable? Yeah, a crossover cable. Or they even had like USB Ethernet back then. Like we like there were so many random like solutions to try and make that shit work. And come to find out, all I needed was a little like 10 megabit hub and I could have done it all so easily. But I didn't know, like I had no idea what a NIC card was or anything. Like man. <sighs> now it's I so had, easy. I had to learn hardware early and I had to learn it virtually on my own. Um, it, I was probably seven or eight years old. I had discovered the joys of IRC and of course it was completely unmoderated other than self-imposed moderation sure. within the channels. So, you know, I, I went down that dark road of, wait, I can download software for free. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was really dark and really weird. And here I am downloading these games and doing all these things that now I look back on with regret. Of course, it's like, Jesus Christ, how many businesses did I help fail as a child? <laughs> I killed uh, these businesses. Dude, I are- I so I, I have brought up IRC on the podcast a few times and like the younger guests are like, yeah, I guess. Cause they don't like, they didn't live like, they don't get it. Like, well, Quake and Counter-Strike, the only way you set up scrims back in the day was IRC channels. And, like, the IRC bots were so advanced that they were, like, there were download bots, there were music bots, like, everything. And and I make the – I always make the case that, like, basically Discord kind of replaced IRC in a lot of ways. It's – Discord is basically, like – a fancy version of IRC with voice chat. Like it, it has a lot of the, it fills a lot of the same gaps. Not that IRC doesn't still exist. It does. But like the, the barrier to entry is what like kept that kind of separated the, the real nerds from like the casuals because to, to, to get deep into IRC and learn the commands and get a client set up and like have your channel set up and all that stuff. I used MIRC. I think I eventually actually did pay for it, even though you could use it for free and that nag popped up every fucking time you loaded it. But like, I lived in that world and it's just like, I, I got deep into that. And like, it, it's funny that you bring it up because I try and talk to people about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm 35. Never mind. <laughs> you want to relive internet relay chat? Hit me up. We can talk about it because like, oof. news groups and shit. Like, <laughs> anyway, Spent many, many hours on internet relay. But yeah, I, I ended up downloading something that something got corrupted in the transfer and whenever I ran the game, it crashed hard, hard enough that I had to manually power down the machine to, to stop the the process. And when it did, it literally sounded like a machine gun was firing inside the case. And, And after we were, after it was done and quiet and I pulled it apart and the guy whose computer I was using at the time, uh, made me dig in there with him. We discovered that the hard drive buffer had just decided to puke onto the platter as the machine was powering down. Uh, so we were literally hearing the needle physically rabbit on the platter. Um, and it was awful because I had to help him not only pay for replacing the drive, uh, but then he was like, okay, 
let's hook it up and you can go in and recover all the files that aren't corrupted. <laughs> oh no, you're kidding me. So I had to manually dig through all of these dumps trying to find files that could be recovered. Cause he had a bunch of his stuff, obviously his computer. Um, yeah, no. no cloud backups back then, bitches. Uh-uh. No, no, there was no cloud. <laughs> there was no cloud. Zip disks at that point were the oh, big Oh, no. Dude. 100 megabytes. Ooh, it's huge. We're going <laughs> to, oh, God, we're going. So I wor- I literally worked at a computer store and sold zip drives to people. So you're like, fucking, we're, we're, we're going down an old man when I was your age <laughs> rabbit hole right now. Like, this is not good. <laughs> James better ask a question quick before we lose all control of our. It's already gone down that rabbit hole. It's like in my head, it's like now it's just USB drives. And even then most people just use a portable hard drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. What you got James? Let's see what I got before we go even further into the old man tech zone. I mean, I I can go further if you like. Oh, I know you guys can. 10 inch floppy drive. I'll just leave it at that. That is a thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not just a euphemism. Ooh. Don't copy could. that floppy. Mm-hmm. All right, Ogre Mad Guy. Your room, your desk, your car. Which one do you clean first? My plate. <laughs> Unorthodox. I like it. That's not an option. Um, uh, the, the point is, is that I'm not terribly good at cleaning any of those things. So, um, my room, my desk, my, I, I guess uh, my desk, since it's the time, the space where I spend most of my time. Um, I seriously have to compile everyone saying the same exact thing. It's going to be so awesome. Once I do it, every stri- every person who's a Twitch streamer, the first thing they say is my desk, because it's where I spend most of my time. Like we're, we're all a bunch of desk jockeys and it's so awesome that I'm going to have a collection of everyone saying that. I love it. If if I didn't think it would make me look and feel like a terrible person, I'd point the camera down at my desk right now just so you can see that it, even though I say it, it is in fact not clean at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you a quick one. Uh, since you worked in their call center, uh, without thinking about it too hard, you just got to off the dome. Why is Comcast trash? Uh, because they don't communicate with their customers primarily. Um, and the reason I say that is like, I, I'm a late night streamer, as we've already discussed. But Comcast loves to push out these firmware updates at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, which is like the hot spot for me. That's That's like right at the peak of my stream. Right. Uh, and it's not like there's any warning to it. It's just like, like, ha ha, everything's going great. Wait, why am I no? Oh, I'm dropping frames. Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it would be just a simple matter of sending out a text message or an email or, you know, hey, we're going to be doing an update tonight. Heads up, I could stop my stream ten minutes early, or I at least I would be prepared for it at least. Right. Instead of a week long of interrupted internet service, then followed by two weeks of no interruptions, and then just to be caught off guard by surprise by another firmware update. Mm-hmm. And, and I know as a former employee, they have to do it. I mean, they have to. And the hours they do it is probably best for the majority of their customer base, but they're still alienating at least some portion. 
right, of, of their customer base. And I imagine it's the same sort of thing for their other lines of business as well. Frickin' tell your people what the hell you're doing, Comcast, please. Jesus. Communication. I think, I, I mean, that... In the in the age of information, I think we've gotten to the point where consumers just expect a certain level of communication because it's not that higher. It's not sorry, it's not that hard to hire one person. It just fucking it could be an intern. Just be like, hey, you're responsible for applying to Reddit. That's all you do. Just go on there. Like, you know, whenever someone complains about something, write it down, let them know we're aware, and just say, Hey, I'll let the people know. Like it's not that hard to just communicate, at least on the most basic of levels. And mm-hmm. and I think that's why I go back to what, what we said in the last podcast. We talked about just like customer support. Like if anyone wanted to compete with Valve, <laughs> all they have to do is communicate because Valve is terrible about communicating. Like it's it's it. And I think that's part of the reason Apex Legends, I joined the subreddit as soon as that game blew up. And uh, I've been following some of the threads where people are like starting to point out things that, hey, this could be better. Or, hey, could you fix this or whatever? And there's staff already like in the comments like saying, hey, yeah, thanks for the you know input. We'll look into that. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll create a bug report. Like they're acknowledging what people are saying about the mm-hmm. game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes a huge difference. And that, like, that's why I, another example is League of Legends. Hate it, you know, talk shit all you want, whether or not you like the game. If you go to the League of Legends subreddit, there's like four staff members who regularly interact with the community and respond to people in chat. And that, I mean, that's invaluable when you know that, oh, the company's actually listening to what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Right. They don't have to agree with it, they don't have to implement it. But at least wave and say, hey, I see your message. Yeah, I hear you. Like, okay, cool. Like, at least someone within the company knows I exist and knows that my I have this complaint or concern. Mm-hmm. And even then, they'll take, like, a little bit of what you're saying and maybe they'll use it. They won't use all of it. But they'll still acknowledge that that idea exists and then take it back to the rest of everyone else. Yeah, they'll at least take it into consideration. Exactly. <sighs> But so many companies just, you know, they're living in the the 1990s. They don't uh, understand that it's a different time. There's a direct connection. You should probably start using it. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez, in the case of Comcast, they already have a button they can push to mass spam me with HBO ads. <laughs> I don't even subscribe to their television service. Yeah. Use that system. You already got it. It works. Just just put relevant content in the message that applies to my local area. Good the, point. The code it, it can't be that hard. They, yeah, they have all these tools. It's like when they they have the resources for what they want to have the resources for. Mm-hmm. It's just like the old adage: you have time for what? What was that, James? Spending a little bit more money on that can't dig into our earnings, can we? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Nope, nope. Yeah, I've already decided. When AT&T trucks come through here pulling that fiber optic, deuces Comcast, I'm out. Yeah. That's there the thing is this here in my city. Yeah, there's so many places where it's literally the only option if you want internet that doesn't suck a giant butthole. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, I, I what what I was gonna say is like the old adage: you have time for what you want to have time for. Like these companies have the resources, they just don't care. So that sucks. Last question, and then I think we're gonna take a short break. Uh, this one's a fun one; it gets you thinking a little bit. Tomorrow, you wake up, and you have whatever skill set, perfect knowledge all the credentials to do anything other than what you're doing now. If you could wake up tomorrow, you could be an astronaut, you could be an author, you could whatever you're, you wake up tomorrow and you're a pro at it. And that is your life. What would it be? Pilot. Really? Hesitation. Mm. Yeah. It was, it was always my dream as a kid. Um, in fact, one of the things that I got addicted to uh, as a small child was flight simulators and I played games like Lightspeed and Microsoft Light Simulator and Chuck Yeager's Air Combat. And um, I absolutely loved them. And I logged so many hours in Microsoft Light Simulator uh, that I think probably to this day it still qualifies as as simulated flight training. Um, my problem, though, is, as Bodoc mentioned earlier, I'm like 100 feet tall. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when, when I went to the air force and was like, Hey, I want to be a fighter pilot. Cause that was the dream. Uh, they're like, sorry, Bubba, you're about 10 inches too tall. How tall are you actually? I'm six, four. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. You got, yeah. you got two inches on me. I don't look tall on stream, but I'm six, two. So you're, we're, we're close. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apparently fighter pilots, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about the air force or the Navy, there's a height restriction of five, six because the smaller the pilot, the more instrumentation they can pack into the cockpit, mm -hmm. um, which, which logically it makes sense to my brain. Uh, but at the time, I, I, it crushed me, and I walked away. And, and the recruiter was trying to stop me, too. It's just like, hey, name another aircraft. We'll, we'll put the controls in your hand. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, You're I was like, like no, I want to shoot I'm, shit. I'm fighter pilot. Oh, no. I mean, I could absolutely be a veteran Apache pilot right now. Like literally they told me any other aircraft out there, I could have, they would have trained me and put me in the, in the cockpit. Uh, but you know, it was, it was that, it was that heartbreak. Like mm. I couldn't get over it. There are no fighter pilot. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah. Especially helicopters. They're like abominations. Really? <laughs> How do they fly? Like the aerodynamics makes sense, right? It all like the math checks out, but it really shouldn't. They're 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 the hummingbirds of military aircraft. They, you can't explain how or why they fly. They just do <laughs> bumblebees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like we got two rotors spinning in opposite directions, and it creates lift. We really don't know. Like it just works. By the way, <laughs> they they pointed out in Twitch chat that uh, we're tall. Yeah, I we didn't even mention James's height. He's uh he's like six one as well, aren't you? Yeah, we're all yeah. uh. Y'all, y'all and chatter a bunch of shorties. <laughs> so I'm not a heightist, but I'm just saying. <laughs> uh oh, Genesis firing back that he's six four. Prove it. I'll see you at TwitchCon. Oh my god, I want to go. I want to go so bad. We'll just get a, a posse of six foot plus people. Bella Bandit is actually 6'1". She is a tall lady. And a Bella Bandit, for those who don't know, we're going to have a Chiefs beef right after the big, 
bake. Right after the break, Bella Bandit is uh, is Mashif's better half. Uh, uh-huh. They're both tall. They're big ass people. Um, yeah, I feel like a shorty whenever I hang out with them. But uh, well, yeah, I think I think now's a good time. I think we asked all of the uh, the important questions. <laughs> Uh, I think we'll take a short break, and when we come back, uh, three to five minutes, we will uh, have a hot, fresh, spicy sheep's beef. And this one is two weeks in the making, actually. Uh, We didn't have a podcast last week because my throat decided to murder me, and Mm -hmm. I just – it wasn't – it wasn't – it wasn't good. And plus, I just really wanted to play Apex Legends, but I did have a sore throat, so, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. The uh, truth comes out. <laughs> Shh. Uh, we're, we'll, three to five minutes. Go uh, do what you got to do. Smoke your smoke. Drink your drink. Hit the bucket. And we'll be back with some hot, fresh beef. If you guys uh, just want to mute yourselves. and Yeah, got it. We'll be back in a few. All right. I am back. I just sucked down a whole bunch of chicken and pasta that Lady Navio threw up my face real quick. You're lucky I came back. I wanted to keep eating it, to be honest. It was delicious. It's calling my name. But we'll finish the podcast first. Um, real quick, before we get to Sheaf's Beef, uh, one thing I wanted to mention. Our good friend, Swa, uh, I've known him for many moons. We grew up in the same town together. We were involved in music programs together. Um, the intro music... And the outro music that you hear on all of the Twitch streams and YouTube videos. Not the music playing right now. This is just some random background shit. But those intro songs that you guys were all jamming out to, that's Swab Music. And recently he just got signed by an indie label. So I'm super stoked. Uh, I didn't even know. Mashif was like, hey, did you see Swab's Twitter? Really cool. Um, so... Hopefully we're seeing some more stuff from Swan in the future. We're going to He was on the podcast back in the early days. I think it was like the first 10 episodes. He was on way back when. We're going to have to have him back soon to talk about his uh his new ventures, his his new signing and all the things that he has in store. So yeah, uh please go check him out. I really appreciate it. he lets us use all that music for free. Super nice guy. Uh, he used to stream here and there. I always try and encourage him to do it more, but he's a busy dude. So, Swa Music, check it out. And uh, on that note, I think we're going to switch over to my media view here because we've got some hot. Well, my voice just cracked. That's how excited I am about this beef. We got some hot, fresh beef. We, we were trying to figure out some technical difficulties with uh, audio, so hopefully we've got that figured out. If not, then, you know, fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll figure it out. You guys can... I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I got it sorted, friendo. All right. Well, well, you're all along for the ride, and we'll edit it for the... If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to miss all the fun. The, most of the fuck-ups are usually edited out by the time it hits YouTube, but... Uh, that's why y'all should be here at twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio listening to this and interacting with us live. Just saying. Where you at? Uh, Sheaf's Beef. Here we go. This is hot and fresh. Like I said, uh, he I think he made this last week, but he's been he's been kind of tweaking it leading up to this podcast. So uh, for those who don't know, uh, Mashif, twitch.tv forward slash Mashif. Good friend of mine, he sold me my car. We're from the same hometown. 
He uh, has an inner angry man that he likes to let out from time to time. He likes to complain about silly things uh, and tell all the kids to get off his lawn. Uh, so he's going to give us two topics that he's not real happy about this week, and we're going to decide which one is the bigger beef, meaning which one do we think is the actual like thing that we should be most concerned about. So we'll all watch it, we'll all debate it, and then we'll see. According to him, there is a right answer. Uh, it is completely subjective, but there is, according to him, there is a right answer. So our job is to try and figure what, figure out what that is. Uh, if you guys all have it up, uh, usually we just all hit play. We'll do one, two, three, go, and we'll all hit play at the same time. All right, sounds good. Cool. On go. Yep. I'll. Uh, when you guys have it up. Yes. Yep. All right. One, two, three. Go. You need the beefiest of beefs, the sheefiest of sheaves that get yourself ready. Open up them buckles and eat some beef. It's sheaf's beef. Welcome, everyone, to the ring. I'm your host, Masheef, bringing you this week's hot and spicy beef. Our first beef is Decibel Dicks. What? Now, these are the people that you're trying to play an online game with, and they just can't get the sound right and i'm not talking they can't afford a good microphone i'm talking they scream they shout they go full salt fucking tilt and they're gonna let you know or they're listening to music on the speakers and instead of being a decent person and having push to talk on they just have an open mic going the whole time someone vacuum in the background no problem we don't need push to talk now fuck you people that are playing an online game and don't have the common decency or courtesy to hit push to talk or to not fucking scream or deep throat the mic. Listen, <laughs> I don't got to know what you guys are doing in the bedrooms where I'm playing Fortnite. If you're deep throating that mic, that's fine. That's cool. Put push to talk on. You're the first beef of the week. That's a good one. Second beef is mute ranked players. Let me give you a scenario. You're playing an online game. It's a competitive mode with ranked involved. Have a fucking mic. The biggest thing with teams in any team thing that you're trying to do, business, school, just playing fucking Fortnite with your friends, the biggest thing for winning is communication. Communication is so important to have any part of the team disconnected and can't hear or listen or respond in the middle of a match is super, super detrimental to any kind of competitive spirit that you might have. So if you don't have a mic, sorry guys, you're banned from rank. So ranked mute players, mute ranked, whatever. Fuck you people that don't talk in competitive. You're the second beef of the week. Now I'm going to give it up to Jimmy and James and the chat to figure out which of the two is the absolute beefiest beef. And when we come back, I've got a little surprise. All right, mm. and we're going to pause it. I'm at 227 paused. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. All right, perfect. So usually he shouts out our guests, but like I said, I think he recorded this last week. So. <laughs> hey, um, cool. So, yeah, we got we got two beefs here. We have uh, we have those who, well, what did he call it? Decibel what? And decibel dicks. Decibel yeah. dicks oh, and uh, muted ranked players. 
So uh, we usually let our guests go first. Why don't you let us give us your opinion on both of these topics and then decide which one, in your opinion, is the bigger issue? So first off, big old shout out on the quality images used in this video. I love those. (laughs) Fantastic top marks. Now, to the beef, though, uh, for me personally, I think the first one, uh, Decibel Dicks, is by far the worst. What do you mean? Yeah, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I like playing games online. I really do. I don't play a lot of things like Fortnite or PUBG or things like that, but I do occasionally enjoy such games off stream. Um, and there's nothing more distracting when you're trying to sight down a long range target than having some bonehead yell at his dog who's pissing on his leg in a foreign language. Um, it's, it's distracting, it's irritating, and it detracts from the game. So that's definitely the one I would choose because where I can appreciate in a ranked environment, having your other ranked teammates communicate with you is, is beneficial. But there's also that point where, hey, these guys are also tiered they they wouldn't be playing with you if they weren't as good as you communication helps but i wouldn't say critical if if everyone knows their role and is acting within their role then you're probably still going to do okay so yeah that, that i guess that's my take on it yeah decibel dicks for me for all the way cool what about you james the the open mic one just brought back horrible memories Because I played tons of Call of Duty when I was a young man. Tons. I was like my life, live and breathe Call of Duty. And every once in a while, it was just like you described, that one person, open mic, blasting rap music the entire match. And you're like, can you not? I just want to enjoy the game. But instead, Eminem is yelling at me (laughs) the entire time. It's like, it's the most annoying thing. And it like throws you out of it. Because you're trying to pay attention to the game. You're trying to like get into it. You're trying to win. And then all you have in the back of your head is loud music. Sometimes you can't even make out the lyrics. Like it's so loud and it's like at a distant point from the mic. So it's just garbage. Or it's like he said, like it's just another language. Someone's yelling, someone's vacuuming. It's like always the most like mundane, insane sounds. And then rank, the ranked one, that one bothers me because I relate to that one a lot. I used to play a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. And I could tell you, every single game where people were talking to each other, I generally won those games. Every game where like I was silent because I didn't feel like talking or I was the only one talking, I knew I was going to lose those games because I'd be making call-outs like, oh, there's a guy, like they're breaching this window, like move or they're going a site or hey the bomb dropped up the bomb dropped over here people would listen to that and be like oh okay so i can plan around that like okay so the objective's over there we can do this and that but when everyone's silent and you're just talking to yourself it's like what's the point of playing ranked if you don't want to win like that's a key that's a key part of the gameplay experience is like that communication that team play so to me i'd have to say that the ranked muted players is the bigger beef Ooh, all right. Okay. Yeah, I both of them. So I definitely see both of them, and I and I do understand 
where specifically uh, I know that Mashif plays a lot of Overwatch, and uh-huh. I know that he probably gets really pissed off when he's playing ranked. He used to play a lot of Team Fortress 2 as well. Which, like, don't get me started on voice communications on any of the old original Valve games. I was... I know... So... <laughs> the issue is in Apex as well. I was the asshole in uh, Counter-Strike, Source, mostly, like, custom games. But uh, Counter-Strike, Source, and TF2, there was a minute there. There's, there is a tool you can install where you can basically bind keys to play pre-recorded like mp3s like either songs or sound effects in in half-life or counter-strike and i uh (laughs) so i made my in counter-strike i made my spray the ddr uh the little square with the the arrows on it for ddr and I had buttons for each, like for four different DDR songs. So I would spray it on the ground and then I would start playing the music. I would find servers with open chat, meaning both teams could hear your voice comms. And I would spray the DDR pad on the ground and then I would play a track from DDR. <laughs> and then I would just dance around in circles <laughs> on the DDR pad and try and get both teams to stop fighting and dance with me on my DDR pad. <laughs> And it it worked. There were actually (laughs) multiple occasions. And it like I so it's not a completely original idea. Like some of these ideas had been toyed with. And I'm pretty sure you could probably find some of the YouTube videos. Like this is old Counter-Strike shit. But like there's there's dance party Counter Strike videos where you just like play a song on the comms and try and get people to dance, but the DDR pad like took it to the next level, and so like I actually have fond memories of fucking with voice comms. I was that guy. Uh, I probably pissed off a lot of people in the process, but I also have a lot of fond memories of being the guy with the open mic playing bullshit. So I don't know how I feel about that one, but. That bishop girl brought up a good point. We have I have a thing called Thirsty Thursday where people from the community, anyone's welcome to join. We play multiplayer games and everyone gets in voice chat. We all have some drinks. We all just fucking talk shit. And uh, one time this girl showed up and I, it was, she only came like once or twice. There's the rules. Somebody posted them. Uh, this girl showed up and I don't, I think she had open mic. She didn't have push to talk and there was a full on drama. I don't know if it was a phone call or an argument or like her explaining to a friend, like we, it it turned into like a soap opera and we got more invested in like the drama that was happening on voice com. It was a phone call. There you go. And like we weren't even playing the game. It went at one point we were just commenting on the background noise of this whole drama that was unfolding on voice chat. <laughs> so like it's it's a problem, but it's also kind of fun because you have like those organic moments. I can see it depends on the game, I guess, and it depends on the expectation. Mm-hmm. And I think you know you can always turn it down. And that, I, I guess that's ultimately why it's never been a huge problem for me is because sometimes I like that. I like when everyone's just fucking around and it's loud and obnoxious and fun. I'm a, I'm, I'm a pretty extreme extrovert. I like going to parties and like yelling over music and shit. So 
maybe on some weird sadistic level that appeals to me. But uh, the voice com one, I also have mixed feelings about because up until a couple weeks ago, we have technology that just solved this problem. And I know I keep I keep saying we're going to talk about Apex Legends, but the ping system in Apex Legends makes it no longer required to have any voice comms with anyone. You can literally have full coordination and team interaction with their advanced ping system. Like you mm. really don't need to talk to other people. It's pretty amazing how well it works. And so like I would say up until a couple weeks ago, it was an issue, but it's it's pretty revolutionary what they've accomplished. Although I have to say PSA to everyone out there. When I ping enemy spotted, that just means, hey, there's enemies over there, not let's go in and attack <laughs> these guys from 500 meters away. Oof. True. So many times I'm like, oh, I see guys over there. My teammates that are also that aren't talking are just like, oh, that's the signal we're going in. I'm like, no, 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 no. We all have shotguns. Why are you going in? <laughs> yeah. So it's this one's hard for me because neither one of them. We just got a, a host from someone I've never heard of, Chums Podcast. Thank you. Um, I've. I, this one's like really kind of tough for me because open mic is annoying under specific circumstances, but I also kind of like it sometimes. And then the comms problem, I feel like technology is slowly solving that. So neither one of them is a huge beef for me, honestly. But if I had to pick, I would probably say only because I'm a streamer and there have been times where people either talk too much or – it becomes an issue and I like I had I recently had to create a invite only channel, which I never wanted to do. I, I, I created a channel on my Discord that I that you can't join it unless I drag you into that channel. I used to just use my Bucketeers channel, but occasionally I'd be in there playing a multiplayer game and someone who's not playing would just pop in and be like, What's up? Like right in the middle of my stream and I'm like, That's not cool. So I I think if I had to choose one I would probably choose the uh, the decibel dicks is that what we're calling it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would probably lean towards decibel dicks if I had to choose one. So we got two votes. So me and Ogre Magi we're we're voting decibel dicks and James is voting voice comms. Mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. Yeah, lack of voice comms. I think would probably be. I know I did. I did see that we got a raid. I acknowledge Chum's podcast. Uh, thank you for stopping by. I hope you hang out. I hope you like it. Uh, we're doing a segment called Sheep's Beef right now, and we're just about to find the. This is the exciting conclusion. We're debating uh, which one is the bigger beef: uh, decibel dicks who leave their mics open or talk way too loud, versus. Uh, what was it? R- muted ranked players, people who are playing a ranked game, who are playing uh, a competitive game, and they don't say a word. They don't communicate at all. And so Ogre Magi and myself have chosen Decibel Dicks as the bigger beef, and James has chosen uh, muted ranked players as the bigger beef. So we're going to all uh, – I'm at 227. Uh, we'll do it on go when you guys are ready. Ready. All right. All right. One, two, three, go.
Before we get to the biggest beef of the week, oh. I have a special announcement, and that is we're doing our very first beef giveaway. What? That's right. We'll be giving away this very beef hoodie to one of what? our lucky listeners on I didn't Twitter. know this. All you got to do is go on Twitter and tweet out at me using the hashtag hit the bucket. I want to know what your biggest beef of the week is. You can use video, funny pictures, funny 140 characters. I don't care. I want to see what your beefs are. Let's get to the beef. Now, the beef of the week for this week is... Mute. What? Get out of here. Everyone's stuck in silver and bronze on Overwatch League. Not only because I suck, but because I get stuck with people that don't communicate. Communication is the biggest part of a team-based game. If you're on a team, you got to communicate. And if you don't want to communicate... Go fucking play solo or quick play. Get out of my rank. <laughs> You're the first. Baby of the week. All right. Well, shit. So apparently, you- we honestly, we do not watch these. And we watch these live for the first time. So these reactions are genuine. I had no fucking clue that Mashif was doing a giveaway. So uh, I guess if you tweet at uh, Mashif, uh, just at him and put hashtag hit the bucket in the tweet, and either type it up, create a GIF, a video, whatever, uh, which one is the bigger beef. So we need some counter arguments. For all of you who disagreed, and for those of you that agreed with me, which is the most important thing, uh, if you agree with me that Decibel Dicks is the bigger beef, you should probably just go ahead and hashtag hit the bucket a bunch of dicks straight to Mashif. Do we forget the decibel part? Just send him a bunch of dicks. I'm sure he'd really appreciate that. Just all the dicks. I can dicks. get behind this. I can get behind we, this. He needs, he needs big ones, small ones, purple ones, floppy ones, whatever you got. Send him all your decibel dicks. Just saying. And you have a chance to win that uh, the beef sweater, apparently. I, I, mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I had no idea he was doing that. I, I said news, and I was like, oh, what could that be? I want a beef hoodie. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> For real. Hoodie. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to submit my own arguments. I want that hoodie. Fuck you guys. I don't care if I'm the host of the show. I didn't. <laughs> am I? Am I allowed to compete in this giveaway? Uh, I. Th- I think you should not ask that question. That's your first mistake. Oh, that's true. <laughs> By the way. So yeah, send them all. All the the decimal decibel dongs. It's very beefy <laughs> in person. <laughs> So Bella Bandit, is is Mashifa a shower or a grower? We should probably just go ahead and figure this out right now since we're on the topic of uh, decimal dicks. Uh, let's see. Um, I want to get into some of these topics. So I guess the first thing we should talk about, since I've said we would talk about it multiple times, and we didn't have a podcast last week, this game came out and fucking blew everyone's mind apparently everyone on twitch is playing it everyone's watching it it's free it's on multiple platforms and it is called apex legends uh, so i do want to just briefly talk about it some of the things that i have observed not so much about the gameplay but about just kind of the release of the game itself um and huge it, it was massive. And the first thing I want to point out that I think I didn't realize this until someone on Reddit pointed it out 
we had a couple weeks ago for one of Sheaf's beef, he pointed out how hype these days has become a major problem. Where like things are just hyped out of like proportion. It's like, oh, fucking hype. Yeah. And everyone gets excited for no reason. Like stuff just gets hyped before anyone even knows what the fuck it is. Like games that haven't come out. Everyone's pre-ordering. Like hype has become a beast in and of itself. And someone on Reddit pointed out that this game, they did not advertise it. I mean, go try and find anything before two weeks ago about this game. They literally didn't hype this game at all. It it just all of a sudden they're like, oh, here's Apex Legends and people could download it and play it. And the game stood on its own merits. There was no hype at all. And I think it actually worked in 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 in, in its favor. Because if if the game would have been hyped, let's say that they had a huge EA press conference, right? And they were like, whoa, Battle Royale and the Titanfall 2 universe, blah. If they did the whole, like, Activision, Blizzard, like, Diablo Immortals thing, like, they they probably would have failed. But they didn't give anyone the chance to criticize the game. They just, like, here's the game. And, it's, it, and it, it worked. It was a smart play. It was mm-hmm. absolutely a smart play on their part. I don't know. Like, what What do you think, James? I don't know. Like, it's the same thing. Because just one day, I'm just like, why is everyone playing Apex Legends? What is this game? Like, I didn't even... It took me a couple of days before I even learned that, like, it was from Respawn Entertainment and it was based in the Titanfall universe. I was like, like, where'd this game come from? There was nothing I even heard about it. Especially with how popular it got. Like, especially on Twitch. It's like, took the number one spot. It came out of nowhere. Right. And I think that's what made it work. That's that's the literally what made it work is, like you said, the lack of hype, the lack of criticism, because it's the internet. Everybody's got something negative to say about anything. You can put anything you want out there. Somebody's going to say it's hot garbage. Somebody somewhere is going to say it's hot garbage. So mm-hmm. I think this is this is smart. This is a very smart play on their part. Yeah, and it kind of made me go back. Like I mentioned the Activision Blizzard, like Diablo Immortals debacle. It makes me wonder, like, if they would have not said anything about Diablo Immortals, right? If they just wouldn't have made any announcement about Diablo at all. And then, like, let's say summer 2019, which I think is when that's supposed to come out. Let's just say they just dropped it. And they're like, oh, here's a mobile Diablo game. Hope you guys enjoy it. It probably would have done really well. People have been like, what? Like a Diablo Immortals like Diablo mobile game? Diablo. I can just I can take a shit and play Diablo? Like people probably would have been pretty hype on it. But the fact that they tried to hype it and people were like they saw that they saw the fire and the horns and they're like, oh shit, it's Diablo 4. And then they're like, just kidding, it's a mobile game. And then like they tried to hype it and it just fell flat. And then it just gives people all this time from when they announced it to when it actually comes out for people to just get more and more upset and just criticize it and just like shit on it and all that stuff. So it, it almost seems like the best strategy if you if you have confidence in your product to just not overhype it, just like make a good product and just drop it on people and let it speak for itself. I mean, even if it's not a great product for that matter, it, 
you're talking about an IP that is recognized by virtually every gamer on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's already hyped. It's fucking Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good point. <laughs> you know, that, that'd be like trying to hype Mario, which Nintendo still does, but there's no reason Super to Mario maker too. Uh, you know, Ooh. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. That's... I'm pretty excited about that. It looks good. Yeah. I, and I guess it, it's not that you can't do both. Right. And I think, mm-hmm. Since you brought it up, that's a good example of a company who's actually pretty good at doing both. Usually Nintendo does not hype something until they already know that they've got a solid product, right? Mm-hmm. They know that people like eh, there's such a huge cult following for Mario Maker, like there's speed runs, there's like, you know, there's uh there's dedicated Twitch channels where all they play is Mario Maker. There's, you know, people who spend a significant amount of time designing levels and, you know, they had the four player like speed run at the AGDQ, like Mario Maker has a really solid fan base and it's such a cool idea. Like that's something ever since I was a kid, I was like, oh, I wish I could design my own Mario level. It just, it's a great product. And so like they already knew like they, they waited till the game was pretty much done and they knew okay we're going to drop Mario Maker 2 on the Switch mm-hmm. people are going to mm-hmm. want it. Like yep. That's that's just smart business. Like it's okay to hype something if you know that people are like you already know that it's gold. <laughs> and yeah, then like, I fit, I pretty much almost sorry go ahead. In the exact same vein. Tetris Battle Royale. They just dropped it out of nowhere and everyone's losing their minds. And it's out uh, right now. I'm sorry, who who is losing their minds? <laughs> I, I haven't seen sharing. anyone losing their minds. I've been sharing okay, with maybe a lot of my one friends. person. Maybe this one guy yeah, I, I know from this podcast. I'm losing my mind because I didn't expect it at all. It came out of it came so far out of left field. I actually thought it was a joke when someone shared it with me. <laughs> I was like, no, you're you're joking. Like, there's no way they'd make a Tetris battle royale. And it's like, no, it's 99 players in Tetris all fighting to be the last one alive. It's it's definitely a cool idea. Um, I'll wait for cross-platform play because I don't own a Switch. You know, hopefully we'll eventually. <laughs> but uh, I do I do like the idea. So. <clears throat> Do we know anything more about it other than it's a bunch of people playing Tetris at the same time? Can you like, because other other multiplayer Tetris competitive games, you can like drop stacks on other people. There's special moves or stuff like that. Is it just endurance or how? From looking from looking at the Nintendo Direct, they literally show you know stacks being pushed from you as the main player off onto someone else. Like there's a sidebar that shows all these other players, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's like a a hit and response system where you can, you know, apparently target people somehow. I don't, that part I didn't quite pick up, but yeah, you're definitely pushing stacks off onto other players. Mm-hmm. I was just watching someone play right before the podcast. And it's like, he was getting so like, anyway, he's like trying to survive. And this dude apparently plays a lot of Tetris had like 3000 viewers. And he's just like, you just see him get hit and like three different people hit him with stacks and it killed him. And he was just so mad. He was like, oh, <laughs> so wrong. And it's like, it's Tetris. What do you mean? But no. that sounds, that sounds like a battle Royale to me. Yeah. I mean, you have a three man squad come down on you, on you, just you. 
Yeah, that's the problem with any of those types of games is like there's there's always that handful of people who are just infinitely better at it than you. And Tetris, like, I don't know if you've ever watched anyone play like Grandmaster level Tetris. It's just disgusting. Like, there's people who will just shit on everyone and run laps around the planet. And so, like, the idea that those people are going to be in the mix, like, how, <laughs> how do you even compete with, like, uh, I don't know. It's like when I learned that doing an actual Tetris is not even, like, the best move you can pull off in Tetris. No, there's, like, T-spins and, like... There's so yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, I I've tried to get into competitive Tetris and I gave up like immediately. <laughs> I just there was no there's no they're they're already too far advanced from the 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 barrier to entry. But I mean, I guess if if it's ninety nine people, even if you end up in the top ten, I guess that's something, right? I don't know. Maybe you can just revel in the, you know, the 10 or 20 kills you get before you get taken out at, you know, position 35 or 40. So is mm-hmm. it is it switch only at this point? I think so, yeah. That's a shame. Cuz I would definitely I I actually really enjoy Tetris and if if it ever does come to I don't own a switch yet. Yet they're they've almost got me. Mm-hmm. If that if that Zelda announcement would have been something other than I, I not that I don't like uh, Link's Awakening is that the one it was I think yes mm-hmm. I I did enjoy Link's Awakening and the art style looked really cool by the way for those in chat who don't know what we're talking about today Nintendo had it one of their Nintendo Direct uh, live streams where they like announce all their new games and stuff so they remade Link's Awakening. It's an old Game Boy game, and I think they made a Game Boy Color version of it as well. But they they completely re-created uh, the game with modern graphics and this really, really cool cartoony, like, artsy style. And as much as I like Link's Awakening, like, if it would have been, I don't know... I'm excited. I actually never got to play Link's Awakening. So when I get this game, because I'm buying this game, uh, it's literally going to be me playing it for the first time. And I think it also, going back to our our lead-in, as far as hyping things goes, this is why Nintendo is so good at it. They Mm -hmm. waited. It was the end of the Direct. They didn't say a word except for, here's our last announcement. And boom, they played the trailer. And and that was it. There was no fanfare. There was no, you know, talking for 10 minutes about it before showing the video. It was just like, boom, here it is. Watch this video. See some gameplay. All right, guys, have fun. I hope you enjoyed. Bye. We're out. Yeah. That, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Reggie pops up. Well, guys, that's all from me. Now I got to go home and play Animal Crossing New Leaf on my Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> Fucking Reggie, dude. I'm glad it wasn't Reggie presenting. Uh, Reggie has a punchable face. Y'all can fight me, but that guy, I don't know why, but he rubs me in so many wrong ways. Y'all can love Reggie all you want, but something about that guy, I feel like he's got, I feel like he's got bodies buried in his backyard. I don't, I don't. Everyone who's ever crossed Nintendo. (laughs) I don't trust the guy. There's skeletons in that closet. That goofy smile's hiding something. I don't know, Reggie. I 
you gotta you, I don't know no one man can be that powerful <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I just going the overall theme that we're kind of talking about is just the whole hype thing and I I don't know I, I have played Apex Legends for many hours and it's just such a solid game for being a free game and the fact that they just released it and we're like here's a game that we made hope you like it it's free and i just i can't stop playing it honestly like the last few nights i've i've lost sleep over apex legends and i like i i it's for those who have been around my channel you guys know that i've tried every battle royale that's come out like even the top down ones uh, you know, I, I've tried them all. Battle Right Royale. I've tried Darwin Project, which I love, but it only has like 80 people that play the fucking game now. Uh, I tried uh, Realm Royale. I tried Fortnite. I've tried uh, PUBG. And none of them stuck. But for whatever reason, like Apex Legends is just hitting all the right spots for me. Mm. You going to teach me how to get good, Jimmy? Yeah, let's do it. If it, uh, you you hook me up with some multiplayer Zelda shits, and I'll uh, and James and I will uh, will try to carry you in some <laughs> in Don't some worry about in some Apex Legends. Don't worry about it. And I, ooh, we've been training. <laughs> I we've like playing, that. We've been playing squads. <laughs> we went three games, wins in a row. Last week, we we do pretty well together. Shady Hubbles in Twitch chat asks, is Apex Legends free? Yes, it is completely free. It's on Origin. So if you have an Origin account, all you got to do is log in and download it. And I thought this was pretty relevant because <laughs> Lady Navio has, there's been a couple nights where I'm like up till three playing Apex Legends and I get a message on my phone saying, hey, don't stay up too late. You got work tomorrow. And, like, she doesn't – it's not angry. She's just more concerned about me, like, getting sleep. And she's like, by the way, it's 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Jimmy, that's the you, That's the Origin account with my Sims 4 on it. No, so yeah. that's the thing. I, I actually, like, I wanted to play Apex Legends so bad that I – because I bought her Sims 4, the, or is that the newest one, Sims 4? Yeah. I bought her Sims 4, but I made the mistake of buying it on my Origin account. And then, because I was like, I never use my Origin account. Like, what the fuck? Like, other than I I played Titanfall 2, loved the game, but I haven't logged into Origin in months. So I bought her Sims 4, but I bought it on my Origin account. She's been playing it quite a bit, especially while I'm streaming. And then Apex Legends came out, and I'm like... I'm going to play this game. And so I'm playing Apex Legends, and she can't play Sims 4 because I'm logged into the Origin account. I had to make a whole nother Origin account <laughs> so that I could play Apex Legends and she could still play her games. That's uh, that's where we're at with this whole thing. That's where the TV part came yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. I get it now. So, I get it. So there, I own two Origin accounts. There's Jimmy Navio and there's Jimmy Navio TTV uh, because my TTV one is the one I'm going to use to play Apex Legends and stream the game and things like that. It's literally the only game on that account. So If it helps, I'm right there with you. I, I decided last night after hanging out with you, I was like, you know, okay, he said he's got a 980. I've got a 970. Surely I can just turn some stuff down. 
and I opened up my Origin account, which which I've been in somewhat recently, but it didn't really click until I hit the download button. That literally the only other title in my library is Sims Four. So you have these <laughs> two just diametrically opposed games, Apex Legends, Sims 4. And yeah. they're the only two things that exist. <laughs> Pretty much. That's all Origin is good for these days, I guess. But the reason I brought that up is because I saw this post on Reddit and I thought it was really funny. It's a it's a it's a text exchange between like a it says here the wife is getting annoyed, had to hit her with an old bamboozle. And she said, what have you got planned today, boy? If you say Apex, I'm throwing your Xbox out the door. And he says, uh, in that case, I'll be jacking it for about eight hours. Don't come in. (laughs) (laughs) So that's his, that's his alibi for playing Apex. He's like, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a serious jacking session. I thought that was pretty funny because it was relatable. Uh, Mm -hmm. My friend asked me, he's like, how long did you play Apex yesterday? And I was like, uh, only 12 hours. He was like, James. And I was like, I f- finished all of my obligation. <laughs> it's like, that's when you show up, you're like, I can quit anytime. It's not, it's not a problem. <laughs> exactly. I, I, turned, I did all my work. No assignments were until like two weeks. I mean, I hate to be a bandwagon person, but like, it really is a good game. I, I'm sorry. Like I, I, like I said, Someone even mentioned the one I forgot, Ring of Elysium. I, I tried that one. I've tried them all. I've tried every single one of them. Even um, what was the Rapture Rapture Rejects, the one made mm-hmm. by Cyanide and Happiness. Uh, I actually enjoyed that one. It's pretty funny, but like, yeah, none of them. None of them stuck for me. Darwin Project is the one exception. I if if there were thousands of people playing Darwin Project, that's like the only battle royale I would play. But it doesn't have enough users. So Apex Legends it is, and I'm having a ton of fun with it, and fuck the haters because it's a, it's a really fun game. Don't, don't be one of those counterculture assholes who's like, oh, that's popular. I'm not going to play it because everyone's playing it. It's a fun game. Sorry. Harry Potter, good movie. Well, you can all hate on it all you want because it was popular, but they were good books. So sometimes things are popular for a reason. Right. Just saying. You don't got to hate on things just because they're popular. Um, Ogre Magi. Do you think that uh, Twitch has anything to worry about? When it comes to Mixer. No. <laughs> Why? Because Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I know Microsoft is huge. They've done a lot of stuff. Uh, they've got their hands in a lot of pots. But I think that, that that is the thing that's really going to ultimately sink Mixer is that Microsoft keeps its hands in too many different pots already. Uh, so they may be investing heavily in it now, but how long is that investment going to last? I don't know, man. I mean, I agree with you, but I also know that Microsoft has a lot of money and they don't like seeing things fail. It's true. Like they, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Xbox isn't doing well. Oh, we got money. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
We'll but just keep it afloat ourselves. What happened with Windows ME? <laughs> yeah, but every other. That's the rule of Microsoft. Yeah. So Yeah, every other. So Mixer yeah. 2.0 will be where it's at. Is that what we'll just wait? That if they do some big overhaul or something, I might seriously look at Mixer. Uh, but as it is right now, I actually, I have checked out the platform and there are some neat things when it comes to Mixer. There really are some neat things, but they still got a lot of growing. They're still going through their growing pains. Um, and where I could see the advantage of jumping on that platform early, maybe it's too much of a crapshoot when I already have something pretty good, pretty good going here. Um, if you're just a brand new streamer that's looking to go for the first time, shoot, yeah, take Mixer into consideration. But if you've already got something established, there's really no reason to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think we're 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 getting towards the end here. It's been uh, it's been a solid two hours. But I think before we go, I do want to get back to those clips because I think it's important that the people know. Uh, I, had to, I had to scroll up real far to find them, but I did find them. So I think we're going to go ahead and check some of this out. Oh, is this the? I think this is some makeup action here. Oh, I'm sure. Let's see yeah. what we got here. Oh, there's my munchkin. I want to. <laughs> and my wife. Oh. And oh, there's my misery. Getting those cat lines. <laughs> oh, she's giving you like crow's feet. Why would you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't ask questions with that stuff. I'm just the victim. So she can't make you too attractive. That's I true. Mean, it's hard to make this any uglier than it already is. You know. Oh come on. <laughs> But it's all good. It was worth it. We did no, it for I charity. Like the worst we, we raised ever. a surprising amount of money for that stream. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I want to say that mercy we ended up oh, cracking. Oh, what was my final figure for November? Perfect. Did we break four thousand? <laughs> oh wow, that's yeah, that's. I may, maybe I'm confusing. That might have been May. Hold on, let me. Let me just pull it up before I open mouth and insert foot here. Well, at this point, I'm watching the second clip, and you're at 1,600. You're at 1,665. Here we go. See what else we got here. I'm just going through some of the clips that that Bishop girl posted. Oh, you gotta face the camera, dude. There you go. I love your eyeshadow, though. Oh, yeah. Got the, the green eyeshadow. Digging that. Now, I am thinking... Okay, these clips are actually from May. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the, these were part of last May's event, and I did actually crack four grand on wow. that stream. Nice. And, uh, the, and, and and this was specifically for stackup.org? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. Uh, as a group, the, the team that was involved last May raised collectively over $14,000 for stackup.org. Mm-hmm. So it was really successful, really successful. Uh, now, last November, I did just a solo stream. We raised about $1,000. 
uh, still very successful because it was kind of just off the hip, no real planning. Hey, it's November. It's called arms. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's the mud mask. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play this last one real quick. This one, uh, that Bishop girl posted, I think she posted it cause, uh, is this the same? Yeah. This is the same one that, uh, Badock tried to post. Mm-hmm. Uh, but didn't your skin feel so soft and supple yeah. pick after out. the mask? Oh, I love the green screen effect. No. Sure. Yeah, green no, mud, no, green no. mud. Imagine that. And it was that was awful. <laughs> that was literally the worst <laughs> out of all of the things. That was the worst. So I'll, I have Just a funny me, story man. about that. You know how those muds they harden and then it feels all like crusty, and when you try and move, it's like got that like weird like. Unfortunately, I do. Are you are you familiar with calamine lotion? I am indeed. <laughs> so that's like uh, it's does a similar thing, right? When it dries, it kind of gets that like stuck, crusty feeling on your skin, and it's you. That one's used specifically for like rashes or you know blemishes, things like that. When I was a kid, when I got the chicken pox, uh, same. So yeah, there you go. In the comments, that Bishop girl knows what I'm talking about. But here's what happened to me. Here's the problem. I literally thought I was about to die because I fell asleep on my couch. I had the chicken pox. I've been scratching. Like I have a scar right here from scratching this one spot, right? I have this huge pox scar right between my eyebrows. If I zoom in far enough, you can see it. Uh, just from scratching my chicken pox. And so I fell asleep on the couch. And while I was sleeping... My mom took it upon herself to cover every single chicken pock on my body with calamine lotion while I was sleeping. And when I woke up and all of it had completely dried, do you know how strange it feels to wake up and your skin feels like it's dead (laughs) and none of it moves right at all? Like everything just felt completely wrong on my face, my arms, my legs. I thought I I literally thought I I I thought I was a leper. I thought my skin was like falling off. Like I had no idea what that sensation was when I woke up and I started to move and my skin didn't move the way that it's supposed to move and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to die of chickenpox." Like this is the this end. Is it. Like <laughs> it was the weirdest, most like frightening experience. So, anyone out there who thinks, "Hey, I'm just going to wait till they're asleep and I'll apply the lotion." Don't do it. It's not a good thing. It's not going to end well for anyone. It's it was frightening, and I still to this day remember that experience. Yeah, I was probably 6 or 7 when I got chickenpox, but I'd ha- already been exposed to calamine lotion prior to. Oh. Uh, <laughs> because around here it's used for poison ivy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we have this, that stuff grows super common here. So uh, I had been drowned in calamine lotion many times prior. So it wasn't a shock for me to wake up covered in pink. Um, but oof, as, as someone who's never had it before, especially in pox delirium, I feel bad for you, Jimmy. Yeah, it was pretty it had to be traumatic. <laughs> just, I just imagine you walked up to your mother like, mother, this is it. <laughs> Why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> I knew this day would come, but I never knew it'd be so early. Well, and I mean, it doesn't help that I've always been a bit of a hypochondriac. I'm the type of person that's like, you know, you, like 
I thought I, I constantly thought I was dying or had cancer. And so to wake up and your skin just feels like it's not your own skin. Like it, it was, I, I, I went yelling and screaming and crying to my mother and she was like, Oh no, it's just, I put some calamine lotion on you. Chill out. And I was like, ah, it was bad. I'm a leper. Mom. <laughs> my skin is falling off. No, you're all right, son. You're not dying. It's just lotion. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Anyway, um, Ogre Magi, thank you so much for coming and gracing us with your presence. I hope you had a wonderful time here in our little corner of the internet that we like to call uh, the bucket. I, uh, I did. Good. Tell all your friends. We, who, we need to make a checklist of all the Clever Nation uh, people. We need to get them all on here. Get a long list of paper. Long, long piece <laughs> of paper. Uh, last we checked, Clever Nation, the Discord is at like 400 members. So um, I hope you've got some spare pencils. Yeah. Because um, you're going to be writing names for a while, friendo. I'm down. We do this every week. We got to find guests. Oh, um. Speaking of which, uh, Ogre Magi, at the very end, I'm going to let you just – you're going to have a few minutes to plug all your shits. I want the people to know what you're doing. But before that, I do want to put out there for anyone listening, uh, many of you know I'm a member of a team as well. I'm a member of Team DLC, and James has actually uh, recently been added to Team DLC. And um, there's a member of our team who goes by the name The Luck Charm. Her husband recently started a Kickstarter. It's called Buzzed Puzzles. And basically, it's puzzles geared towards adults. Because a lot of people like doing puzzles, but puzzles suck. Let's be honest. It's usually shitty, like, landscapes or, like, puppies or, you know, family-friendly stuff. And they're like, hey, why don't we make puzzles that, like... Maybe a little more mature audiences will enjoy. Not like straight, giant purple penises? Yeah, not straight up porn, but just like, you know, maybe like some really cool art or something that you might want to like use some hodgepodge or some puzzle glue and hang on your wall. They also have a uh, a puzzle drinking game, uh, which is really cool. Yeah, no, check it out. It, just Google it. It's called Buzzed Puzzles. Uh, and I just so happened meet lady Navio and I recently had dinner with them and I talked to, uh, the luck charms other half, uh, Mr. He goes by prawn on the internets. His name is Josh. He, uh, has agreed to come on the podcast. So mm-hmm. I, we're going to talk to him about his Kickstarter, about what he's trying to do. And I, I'm not sure when it's going to be, but in the next few weeks, we're going to have a podcast with uh, possibly both of them. I'm hoping to have them both. I, I doxed them. Both of their names is Josh and Stephanie. Their names are on the Kickstarter. Uh, they're trying to make this this thing a reality. So go check it out, and we're going to have them on the podcast and prick their pick prick their brains pick their brains about uh, what it is to start a puzzle company from scratch and to market towards adults. So yeah, uh, I hope, hopefully we have that to look forward to. I'll keep you posted. We'll, it'll be in the discord and Twitter once we have a date uh, secured, but yeah, that's coming up. And, uh, Ogre Magi. Time is yours. Thank you. Plug your shits. 
Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it has been a hell of a lot of fun. Thank you both. Um, as far as how to get a hold of me, uh, you can use the Twitters. Probably not the best route, but you can at OGR3 to find me there. Uh, of course, twitch.tv is where I live stream slash OGR3, M-A-G-I, Ogre Magi. Uh, Discord, O-G-R-E, so Ogre spelled the right way <laughs> with uh, a hashtag double O double six. Those are probably the best ways. Um, if you're just really a big fan of the emails and you want to write me a letter, uh, there is a, a business email available on my Twitch page. Cool. All right. And uh, we also usually, uh, once this goes up on YouTube, we'll provide all of his social media links as well. And then stackup.org sounds like an amazing organization. If, you're, if you've are if got like 20 bucks sitting around, you're like, what am I going to do with this? Should I smoke it? No. You <laughs> should probably go ahead and just donate it to stackup.org because they're doing great things for uh, disabled veterans out there. And they're involved in the gaming community. So check it out and support it. And the last add-on regarding that is that if you know someone who is serving or has served the country that you feel like would benefit from those services, you literally go to their website and fill out a form. It's literally that simple. You fill out a form. Mm -hmm. It will be reviewed by a human being. Can't guarantee you'll get benefits, but it's not going through some automated script to look for keywords. It's literally read by a human pair of eyes. So do it. Do it now. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, hopefully you're you're now officially a uh, Hit the Bucket alum. And uh, you're on my list for eventually uh, we're going to have you back in the future. Um, we we mm-hmm. have made a pact with ourselves not to have any repeat guests until we hit episode 50. It's kind of our own personal goal. Fair but- enough. But all bets are off. Once we hit 50, we're hitting everyone up. Everyone who's ever been a guest, we'll have you all on at once. We'll just have like 30 people on. The- <laughs> One big voice chat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, we would. You've, it's been a lot of fun. We enjoyed having you here, and we'd love to have you back in the future. Uh, and as is our new tradition, uh, at the end of the show, we do like to raid somebody, and we like to ask our guest... For a recommendation. Is there someone out there on your follow list or someone that you've recently discovered that you think, hey, let's go see if they're live and check them out. We'll go drop a raid on them. Let's head over here to clevernation.net slash live to see who's live in the community. Um, Who would be fun to go hang out with? Oh, there's so many good targets here. Oh, oh yeah, we're totally doing this. So I would suggest we go see Caps Lock Keon because he's currently doing some cosplay, and I think it'll be good for a hell of a while. <laughs> uh, could could uh, you or Bishop Girl uh, put his? Oh, there you go. Thank you. Perfect. Someone already did it. There you go. I will copy paste to that. We're gonna go drop a raid on Caps Lock Keon, uh, member of Clever Nation. And uh, we will be back next week with or without a guest, 6 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday nights. And if you want to stick around, Ogre Magi, just for a couple minutes on Zoom, we usually take a couple quick little promotional shots. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Don't forget, go check it out at youtube.com forward slash Jimmy Navio. 
and uh, write those reviews. Send us an email with your reviews, and we'll we'll read them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll be forced to read them. And <laughs> you know what, James? I you know what I just realized before we head out, real mm. quick. I don't think any of them are long. You have a jumbotron, James, or two to read. Oh, gotcha. And I know who's these are from. A good old Mister Ninja Breadmon with the message wood here i'll spend some more wood (laughs) that was it that's it that is the jumbotron james for this week that cost him a whole lot of ducats for that that's (laughs) why all right so let's do it let's go raid your your buddy here uh what was it caps lock key on here we go Everyone have a good night, and we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for all those follows and donations as well. I know, like I said, this is a podcast, so we don't always acknowledge them at the time, but I did see those coming through, and I appreciate all of you for being here. Have a good night, and see you next week. We'll see you all next time. Thank you.